Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to Fearless Generations with Terry Sayer and Kelly Fox. Hello, it's Fearless Generations 12 Steps to Freedom. I am Kelly Fox, and we are here talking step two willingness and tonight we are going to talk about process and maybe that's a little confusing but we're going to make it quite clear let me introduce my beautiful co-host terry sayer how are you doing tonight terry i'm doing amazing great to be here i'm so excited to have stephanie on our show with us tonight she's one of my favorite people terry ann you didn't let me introduce her oh sorry well, now you can do that. <laughs> well, I'm super excited about our guest coach tonight as well. Please, listeners, welcome one of our favorites, Stephanie Luares. How are you doing tonight, Stephanie? Well, I'm fabulous, ladies, and I'm so excited to join two of my favorite people tonight. So we can just have a lot of fun here this evening. <laughs> yes, that's what we do. Mm, how we roll. So, Stephanie, why don't you start us off by letting our listeners know what kind of coach you are and who are the people you help? Well, I am a body positive personal trainer and fitness nutrition specialist. And the people that I work with are the people that feel stuck, whether they are feeling hopeless or overwhelmed or just done in looking for the next diet or what that is to make them feel good in their bodies. And so I walk alongside people in the areas of fitness and nutrition to really just help them feel good in their body inside and out, regardless of their age, their ability, their size, and just overcoming those barriers that hold them back from what they want to achieve. Yes, and I love it. I love it, love it, love it. And I have actually worked with Stephanie um, a couple of times, been to her workshop, and uh, just waiting for the time to be right for her to help me with my eating. Super excited about that. And um, Stephanie, will you please explain? Explain to us, what is your definition of willingness? My definition of willingness is the openness to explore something, to start something, to take a chance on something different. Yeah. And how do you use that with your with your clients? Well, when if if people are are seeking me out in the first place, I think there there's a spirit of willingness there mm-hmm. that they're they're looking for something, they're wanting something, they're 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 grasping for something that they may or may not know how to attain it they know what they want but they haven't necessarily figured out the process 
in how to get there. And mm-hmm. so they're, they're needing that guidance, they're needing that accountability in how to achieve that end result. Yeah. Do you find that any of them tend to lose some of that willingness as they go along in the process? And if so, how do you support them in getting it back? I think a lot of times we lose that willingness in the process because it's very easy to get overwhelmed, to get discouraged, to feel like things get derailed. And that's where we have the importance of coaches, of structure, of encouragement, where we have people that can come along to help people to remove the barriers that have popped up along the way that can redirect them in, a, in, in maybe a different way that they're approaching a problem and really continue to guide them to what they want, but maybe through a different lens that they're just not looking through. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that sometimes the process can get us down. You know, we want it to go faster or we want it to be easier or we want it to be farther along than we currently are. And it's a willingness. It's a willingness to be where you are, to accept where you are, to be present where you are in the process, taking it a step at a time and knowing that that's where you need to be. Absolutely. And I think we get overwhelmed in the process, you know, especially Mm -hmm. in, in the area that I work in, when we're looking at things like fitness and nutrition and wellness, we come from the very traditional idea that we've grown up with in our culture of, of these, you know, very structured diet and exercise plans. We, you know, we come from a $70 billion a year diet industry where, you know, this, this is the plan and you you have to follow it to a T to be successful. And we get into that mentality of uh, the New Year's resolutions or I'm going to start on Monday or I'm going to start next month. And it's the complete life overhaul in one day. And mm-hmm. instead of that process of I'm going to do, I'm going to change everything in one day, it's really, e- it, and it's not really easy. It, it's easy to say, let's just break it up. But when we really break up that process into those very small, manageable pieces, what are, what, and even just as small as what is the one thing I can concentrate on today, those things ripple into that huge change that we ultimately want to make, but we can't see it because we want that instant change. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Terry, what are you hearing? Yeah, I think uh, I love this conversation. 
I think the whole concept of willingness comes as a, as the result of awareness, which is the first step in the pathway to freedom. And once you have that awareness that you want to change, and I, I think it's, it's important to say want to change instead of need to change, you actually know what you want, and there's some clarity in that vision that this is what I want to change, and now I'm willing to gain the skills, the knowledge, and the mindset that will allow me to to change the way I think about this goal or this uh, dream that I want to accomplish. Let's just talk about health. Um, this goal of being healthy, uh, there are skills and knowledge. First of all, there's a lot of knowledge in, involved in, in health, understanding health and the mindset that you you can almost be forward focused and see yourself in the future as being healthy. And what does healthy look like and feel like and sound like for you? Because it's, it's unique for each person. And that's where I think people like Stephanie and coaches that can walk alongside you and help you to gain that knowledge, then gain the skills and the mindset that will allow you to take those steps forward, the, the process of change, which involves all of those components, as well as, uh, to me, it involves also connection to your higher power that allows you to have the, the intuition and, and the guidance to make good choices as you're going along. And I think that's, that's really why people that are extremely successful at changing their health habits, their mindset, have a coach walking alongside them. I have a friend who used to say, oh, I, I don't see why people need coaches. And she has struggled with, with eating right and gaining weight and being strong. And, and she was into her 60s, and she was beginning to feel like it was hopeless. And yet, so then she had, got a coach. And that coach guided her and helped her, and she lost weight. She felt good about herself. She began having the mindset of a healthy person, saw herself being healthy the rest of her life. And she was able to continue with those periodic sessions with her coach to keep on that path. Uh, we talk about the pathway to freedom, on that path to that goal of, of continuous good health and having that willingness to stay in the process. And when you stop and, you know, maybe you have a bowl of ice cream or you give yourself a treat that maybe is less healthy, it's not falling off of your of your program it's a choice and you say I'm I'm going to enjoy this today and, and I still see myself as a healthy person and I still have the mindset and I'll continue making uh, making these good choices and when I need it I'll talk to my coach to give me that extra um, support that I might need to, to stay on that path uh, with that mindset with the knowledge and, and continuing to grow skills that will allow me to, to move forward. So I think willingness in and of itself is the next step after awareness. But within that concept of willingness, there has to be a process. And within that process, there's both knowledge, skills, and mindset that allow you then to take those steps towards your goal of good health. I mean, many goals, but we're, gonna, we're talking about health tonight. <laughs> Yeah. And I and I love what you're what you're saying there, Terry, about about coaching. You know, mm-hmm. uh, there's 
there's a quote that I always get reminded of that, that good coaches have coaches. And, Mm -hmm. you know, even, even for me, who is somebody who has lost over 200 pounds, who has a, a, a very solid um, exercise program in my own life, who has a pretty good grasp on nutrition, I still need those coaches in my life. I have, you know, for, I have a coach for my fitness pursuits. I have a dietitian that I work with. I have a business coach. I have, uh, you know, spiritual mentors. I have all of these different coaches that keep me on task for those things that I'm striving for, for those areas that I know I want to grow in, no matter how long I've been working on those things. And I think yeah, that's yeah, really yeah. important to kind of keep us keep us going because I don't think we ever really arrive. Mm-mm. We might nope. reach a goal, but growth doesn't stop. We we create more goals. We continue to grow and change and evolve. Well, and like you said, there's so many areas of our life that that intersect, you know, that that work together to create the whole person. You know, so maybe you're you're ahead in one area, your mindset is really good, you've got good skills and then bam, you know, there's another emotional area in your life and all of a sudden you want to so it's like trying to keep that balance and keep every area of your life moving forward through that process of change. And and because our lives, our environment, our circumstances, our age is always changing, there's always that need to reevaluate, you know, reset our goals, look look towards the future because there's nothing in our life that's static. Absolutely. I think I think this year totally demonstrates that in many of our lives. Yeah, absolutely. absolutely. <laughs> yeah, this year is definitely been a constant change. Um and also so much uncertainty where I think a lot of people feel like they can't plan. You know, they can't look to the future. They can't say, I'm going to do this then because they have no idea if we're going to be allowed to or not. And I think that that can be discouraging. You know, some people can't go to the gym. Some people, um, you know, feel like they can't even go outside. And so what do they do for um, that exercise routine? And so it's a matter of getting, you know, uh, creative. You know, finding different ways to exercise that maybe you did before. And getting that coach can really help you stay accountable and committed to your commitments to yourself because you know you're going to have to report to somebody. And that can be really supportive to people. I know for me, I need a friend. I need a. I need someone who is depending on me to show up and um and and go somewhere with them or or do something with them. And so I know if I was working with someone like Stephanie and she said, "Okay, we're going to show up at this time and do this." I'm going to show up at that time and do it. Right? And so I know that that really supports me and so knowing what supports you and knowing what 
you can use through your process to keep your willingness level up is important as well. And reaching out and getting that support that can keep you going is is definitely important. And maybe it's not a coach for you. Maybe it's a best friend or maybe it's, you know, some other kind of accountability partner. But somebody who can, in freedom, right, support you and um, keep you going. Someone who's going to be encouraging, not discouraging, um, you know. And so a coach is a really good person for that. Absolutely. Yeah, I think it's and, important. Yeah, I think – oh, excuse me. Go ahead. Oh, no, I just – I was going to say I think Kelly makes a really great point that – it it might not necessarily be a coach. It might be a friend. It might be a teacher. It might it might be a different different type of personality. But it's somebody that that's in our life for that specific purpose and that understands the relationship in why they're there to support us for yeah. the specific task. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I know Kel- Kelly and I were uh, listening to a, a workshop this weekend, and one of the things that, that the presenter talked about that I think really goes along with this concept of process of change and will- being willing to change is the component that, that both of us had, had maybe not been as uh, consistent in as, as we might be. And might be one of the stumbling blocks for our, uh, our making the progress we want to, and that is tracking and recording your progress. Um, you know, just on your own, keeping track of how how willing you were, how accountable you were, and uh, just see being able to write down and see your progress and track it and record the results of your of your uh, activity or your goals or what steps you were taking. And I know that in my research as a teacher, I mean, we talk a a lot, there's a lot of research around the power of writing things down. And I know most coaches ask people to, to do a journal or somehow keep a record. And so keeping a record and tracking to me is a really important part of the process of moving forward and being willing to move forward because that, that's a way of keeping yourself self well being actually self monitoring and being accountable to yourself and then uh couple that with a, a accountability partner whether it's a coach a, a member of your family a friend whatever it is just makes that so much more powerful because you actually have data to look at and evaluate and reflect upon so that you can make those changes those little tweaks or or complete changes in, in the process so that it's more effective and you get the results um, of moving forward. Yes. Yeah. And tracking is an amazing tool. I love it because we can look back and we can see our progress. The mm-hmm. only thing that I, I add to the thought on tracking is to do it from a place of non-judgment. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. Because when our, our progress isn't always linear. We, mm-hmm. We're not always making that, that positive forward progress like we, we 
sometimes think in our minds, you know, that we're just making this great forward progress toward our goals. But if we can track things and really see things from that place of non-judgment, we can start to pick up on, you know, what, what are the habits that are taking place right now that maybe need some tweaks? What's mm-hmm. going on that can be altered a little bit? Is there some daily actions? Are there some habits? Are there, there are different routines in my day, even just little changes that, that ripple in to those, to those bigger results that we see in tracking. And, you know, it's, there's so many different data points we can be tracking based on what we're looking at. And sometimes it's nice to just start small with one or two things. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And you can get really big at it. Tracking is something that's that's very vital to me. Um, it, it's something that I use. I'm not a big journaler. Um, I've become really consistent at my gratitudes and acknowledgments. Beyond that, yeah. I'm not much of a journaler, mm-hmm. but <laughs> I do um, I do track um, a lot of different habits. And there's actually 14 different things that I track in a day. And they're really easy because it takes you about less than a minute to track those things, um, how I've set it up. But being able to look at those things for me gives me information over time to look back and say, okay, does this habit need to change Maybe a routine needs to change. Maybe this whole practice isn't serving me anymore mm-hmm. in what I'm mm-hmm. trying to achieve. And really bounce these ideas off somebody else and, and have some good dialogue because I've got the evidence right in front of me. Right. Yeah, I think that makes it so much more powerful when you have you have the data of what works or what doesn't work. I mean, it's what you know it's like we try to teach kids in school today that you learn as much from your mistakes or your errors as you do from your successes and so i think it's the same way in tracking what worked what didn't work how can i uh what do i need to adjust and just really reflect on that is a very powerful tool for moving forward and it takes away like you said takes away that judgment I always say data can become the third person, right? I mean, it's just, it's data. It it doesn't have to have emotion connected to it. It's just data. So you can look at that without it being, having an emotional uh, impact and just use it for, for reflection and goal, you know, setting your goals. So it's, uh, yeah, that's a great, um, a great tool. I would think especially looking at, at your habits around your health, and well-being, but it would work the same way, I think, around your business or your relationships or, you know, just having some way of tracking those habits or those behaviors that, that are, you know, push you forward and are, are help you be successful at what you, you have as your goal. And then what isn't working and what's taken away from that and use that data both sides to really help you move forward. Absolutely. Yeah, 
I would love for you to quickly um, explain how you keep track so that our listeners can have kind of an idea of how to do that, um, you know, if they're not really sure on how to start. So the tracking I use, I actually, um, I, I took a workshop on the moon cycle. And so I do all of my tracking on a moon calendar. And so the 14 data points that I look at when I track just have just a little key that I created on what each of those things are. But the overarching theme in the different data points that I track are my, basically, they relate to my business goals, my, my personal health and wellness goals, and my, my spiritual goals, and my emotional and mental wellness goals. And so basically it's just a five-color system, like a one-through-five system on how did I engage in each of those areas every day. And there's just a dot that goes on a specific place on the calendar. And so at, at you know, you, as the month goes on, as the days go on, you, there, you can kind of see the, the pattern of all of these different colors in a very specific place and how they all work together in, you know, are these habits trending in a positive direction? Are they staying in a very neutral place? Or are they in an area that I'm lacking in some way and maybe I need to look at what is going on in daily life that they might need a boost? Mm-hmm. Yeah, with Fearless Living, we have a tool called the Daily Training Manual. And you can write your acknowledgments, your gratitudes, your daily intention all in there. And then there's this really amazing but also can be uh, infuriating tool called the life log. And we write down every half hour what we're doing. And then at the end of the week, there is a, a way to go back and look at the week and say, okay, how much time did you spend in this area? How much time did you spend in this area? How much time did you spend in this area? And so you can really see if your what you say is important is actually where you're putting your time. And it is uh, it's an amazing tool. I don't do it all the time. I do it when um, I have something specific that I that I want to work on usually. And I really want to challenge myself to to show that time in my daily activities. But it is um, it's a powerful tool, and you can get it at fearlessliving.org. Uh, but it's um, it's keeping track of what you're doing on a daily basis. And I love that you're doing your acknowledgments and your gratitude. Uh, that makes me happy. Um, and it's. You know, anything you want to keep track of, you know, you have your goal for the for the year. How much time are you giving to that goal every day? You want to fill your cup. How much time are you giving to filling your cup a day? And just be, getting really clear on that so you can 
put a number to it, right? So, Stephanie, we are almost out of time. We have just two minutes left. I wanted to give you a, uh, give you some time to share with our listeners what you have coming up and what they could take advantage of. Well, every Monday I have a free webinar that people can attend. It is called Change the Plan, Never the Goal. And you can find that easiest on my website, stephanieunderconstruction.com. And there's a tab there for uh, workshops and webinars. And you'll be able to find the, the link to register for that. It's every Monday. The time changes each month. Um, on that, so it accommodates a lot of different schedules. And what we do is that's, that's really a time where we work on that goal modification in, you know, life happens. How do we change things up so that we can still accomplish our goals? And um, you can find all of my contact information, ways to reach out to me also there on that website stephanieunderconstruction.com yeah I love that and also Stephanie we'd love for you to post that in the in the group as well as on the business page so that they can easily find you there uh, we would love for you to do that as well and we are just so grateful that you came tonight we love everything that you shared and I think that you've really um, expanded my view around my process especially because my uh, nutrition is a place where I am challenged. Um, but we also want to remind everyone that the 12 Steps to Freedom are created by Rhonda Britton, the CEO and founder of the Fearless Living Institute. And you can find out more about that at fearlessliving.org. And you know you can always find Terry and I at fearlessgenerations.org or on Facebook at Fearless Generations. We thank you for coming today. We ask that you come back next week, and until then, be fearless. Be fearless. Thank you, Stephanie. Thank you.